Hello and welcome to Think Fit Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I'm the hostess and creator of this podcast and podcast network. Think Fit Be Fit is the intersection of exercise mechanics, movement science, movement expertise, and embracing curiosity. This ongoing conversation about the nuances of training will help trainers, coaches, and fitness lovers connect deeper to their exercise and the process of exercise science. Thank you so much for being here. We are almost to our 100th episode and we are very close to 20,000 downloads. Please don't stop now. Keep subscribing and please share this with people who you know want more out of their exercise and I would love it if you could leave us a review and tell us what you're learning because effective exercise is highly underrated and it's my goal to share the beautiful science of how we can optimize our health with connected and intelligent exercise. This episode today is a solo cast with yours truly. I am Jennifer, as I said, and I'm a neuromuscular specialist or a therapist in Alexandria, Virginia. I am a studio owner and uh, I'm, I think podcasting is definitely one of my jobs too. I really do enjoy it. But, you know, today I am really excited because this is, this is, this is a smaller show and it's a production that is focused on enhancing exercise performance and improving productivity. So before we start, I want to let you know that we are posting on Think Fit Be Fit podcast on YouTube and hosting some live feeds through social media. We have one coming up on Friday, no, Thursday, October 29th that is with a previous guest. Her name is Melanie Webb and the podcast that we recorded and published in August is the second most downloaded podcast of the podcast history. So of this history, um, and we're bringing it back so we can talk about increasing health in our communities. So you'll be able to catch up on some of my work and what she's bringing to the world of fitness, which is huge. And it includes continuing education credits. So check that out in the show notes and a way that you can support the show and improve your performance is by checking out ladder.sport. This is a line of high-performance nutritional supplements created by LeBron James and his trainer. They are high-quality and NSF certified. Use the code BFIT10 for a special discount. I would also recommend subscribing so you can save even more. My order of pre-workout and plant-based protein has not arrived yet, but I promise to fill you in on all the details uh, about that as soon as I start taking it, which will not be too long from now because I suspect it should be here any day. Oh yeah, and the shipment shipping is free. So sometimes when you get these discounts, they end up just being free shipping. No, no, no. This is high quality performance nutritional supplements that has free shipping. And I should also say that 
supplements are supplements. They are not a replacement for a healthy diet and gaining the most nutrition you can from your food. So um, I wanted to put that out there. And of course, if you ever want any suggestions on who to contact for that, we've had a great physical therapist, a physical therapist, a sports nutritionist on the podcast, and I talk to her regularly. So we've got you covered, guys. You don't have to guess. You can get down to it and get scientific. And that's what we're here to do. Today's episode is how to make you a better user in your fitness world, okay? How to really use your fitness brain, which means you really have to fill your fitness brain for, with useful information. And I am in the midst of doing this myself, so I am learning and doing alongside with you guys. But my goal today is to teach and instill maybe a habit of how to not be academically lazy with exercise, And that for me, my goal for myself is, you know, the more that we teach, the more that we learn. And so I'm in a learning uh, process right now, and I'll explain more about that in a little bit. But if I can explain this to you guys and give you the information that I think can really help you and motivate you and, and reward you because you are working out, right? You might as well make it super effective with science-based information. So if I can explain this stuff to you guys, I'm going to be able to you know, use this information throughout my professional career and helping my clients. So this is a win-win, and I'm not tr- <laughs> trying to um, make it seem like it's it's an elite thing to read literature and science and research because it's not it should be a basic thing that we do before uh committing to an exercise process we should have to like think about the risks and the rewards involved which with the things that we're doing so it's not and that's you know that's mostly free right so i'm not talking about going out and getting a trainer or spending money on this technique or this prop or piece of equipment i'm saying let's fuel the brain the intellectual approach to improve your exercise that's how you really get the big investment from your exercise So today I'm introducing a concept uh, from fitness for consumption. Now they they are our second segment on Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. And I am super proud to be able to help to bring this to life. It's not my work directly, but I am playing a big part in this because their show is going out in this feed. So by subscribing to Think Fit Be Fit, you are also getting 10 episodes of Fitness for Consumption, which is with two gentlemen that you met in last podcast episode on October 21st. And they are Gigi and PJ, that's Gregory Gordon and Paul Juris, respectively. They have a 50 years combined amount of knowledge and application of exercise science at the highest level. There isn't, I don't know of anyone else out there sharing 
perspectives from this corner of the exercise world. So this is very valuable. This is hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars worth of um, consultation, learning. And I am really excited to get in here with you guys and learn with you. But what we have to do first is use a glossary. (laughs) And I know that sounds so lame, but bear with me. (laughs) So glossary just sounds, doesn't sound great, but we are using it for one of the greatest things in the world, which is intentionally challenging our body. The fact that we don't, (laughs) the fact that we get to do this is such a, is such an, it's like an honor. I have so much gratitude for being in a position where I can work out when I want and challenge my body. So to make that process even better, um, I'm asking and I'm telling you, (laughs) we have access to the process of exercise science, how we use it. And again, the first part is getting it into our heads and getting and having better access to information. And I I bring this up be, because it, it's also very similar to culturally what we might be dealing with in the United States, um, in the UK, anywhere that has polarizing news, right? That when we like read a headline, Okay, so picture that moment when you read a news headline, not exercise-related, but politically related or health-related about vitamins or nutrition or meat or veganism, right? Picture that moment when you read a headline and then you draw a conclusion or connect it to something similar in your memory bank, okay? Then you have this idea in your head about what to expect in this article, And then you actually read the article and you realize how different the headline is and your headline-based assumption is from what the actual content is. Now, picture that moment. It's a sad moment. It's defeating. Okay, now imagine that in the regards to exercise and lifestyle science. So every time I dive into a headline that is exercise-related, it is very common that I have this sad moment of, wow, that was a fake headline. That was really, they took a lot of liberty in that in making that headline. And on the other side of that, if you don't know any better, if you don't have this exercise glossary, you're jumping to conclusions and it's not even (laughs) like... (sighs) Yeah, it's just a waste of time. I don't know. Unless you actually get curious from this article and you start diving in deeper, it's not really worth your time. So they're just getting you to open up the article. And most of the time, they're really not using the data the right way or where they got to that conclusion Anyways, okay, so this is a very defeating thing for me, and one of my missions is to help you change this. So when the gentleman of Fitness for Consumption brought up that they were doing a glossary, I was like, oh, wow, of course we need a glossary. Their stuff is 
very, um, it's, it's, it's fitness for consumption, right? They're trying to take these things that we know about that exist in exercise and break it down scientifically and give you tangible things to do with that information. So to make it tangible, let's, please join us for using the glossary. It's going to be part of our social media campaign. So you'll be able to get this at thinkfitbefit underscore podcast. I'm not sure if they will be reposting it on their Instagram, but that is fitness for consumption, F-O-R, for consumption. And I have... And I have three reasons why we need this. And this is my practical and tangible way of using science and research and this glossary. So one of the reasons we need a glossary for exercise terminology is what I just said, that the the realness of some headlines that might be in the health and wellness uh, section of Huffington Post, or something like Goop. I just logged on and saw a wellness blog post that said, six formulas to improve your workout and recovery. Well, guess what? It's six products. You know, like, what, what is this? This is, uh, what are these? A bamboo flute used by Japanese monks. The recovery smoothie, you can purchase one of these things for $40, like superfood protein packets. And they're probably like as much as tea. So it's like, wow, 10 packets, $40. That I mean, that's expensive. And then they have a Theragun on here, which is $400. Um, they have a couple balls in a, in a foam roller thing for $60. Arnica. Weighted blanket. I don't know. So what I'm trying to say is there's just no real information on the internet that is helpful for um, in, in improving your exercise IQ. So that's a huge reason we need this glossary. The second reason, this one is kind of funny to me. But people in my circle in the exercise world, which is small, right, will definitely understand this. But for the most part, this is a really interesting topic. It's one of those things that, like, takes you out of your own reality and says, wait, I don't know what I'm talking about. This Does that exist? <laughs> so what I mean is that the names of exercise, zzz, exercises doesn't matter. The name of your exercise doesn't matter. That means the name of a the, the fact that we call something a squat doesn't matter. Calling an exercise a shoulder press doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if I want my clients to do an exercise that looks like a shoulder press, I have to give them direction. I have to give them the orientation of their body because they don't know what a shoulder press means. So why would a list of exercises in a magazine actually help you with your goals? It doesn't. So the exercise glossary is going to have several terms in it over from over 10 episodes. And this might be an ongoing project because I'm really 
thinking this is important for all of us to start communicating in a more, what is it, uh, collaborative and productive way. And things got this way because the exercise world is, is just notorious for creating and making up their own names. And really, anyone who's done that, and I have as well because I've developed programs and courses and had to give exercises names, I literally made them up, right? So <laughs> it's it's this whole thing that some of us are doing it so that we can explain things better, but some of us are doing it just to confuse people and create more excitement around a product they don't understand and create a buzzy term that can get featured in Goop and Huffington Post wellness and exercise. So having each sector, subculture of the exercise world having their own definition of an exercise is not helpful. So we I'm here to help you see that this doesn't have to be the way. Your exercise glossary can help you, give you the better information. Your movement can be part of your compass for understanding what is going on. And your ability to measure your exertion is is a way to progress and It can be that simple, but we have to know the ingredients we're working with. We have to be chefs. And my uh, last thing is that if um, exercise conversations are going to be useful and productive, they can't be too ambitious. And what I mean by that is sometimes people experts in the fitness world will talk about a neurological benefit and then they'll talk about a physical benefit and then they'll talk about something more in the metabolic category or balance or strength or squat, um, leave it at that, squat performance, something like that. All of these things are too different. They are all different conversations. And if we mix them all together, we're creating a problem that people can't solve on their own. They have to hire the help. And that's, you know, my colleagues, that's my cohort. These are my people. And if you're one of those people that are creating reductionism in exercise versus teaching people how to move, then you suck. But if you're on the other side of this and you're able to help people zoom in on what's important and zoom out on the big picture and creating a really fruitful and win-win relationship, then kudos to you because that, to me, is what this is all about. So this short episode is coming to a conclusion. So really, now that we have this exercise glossary coming out, it's not out yet as of October 25th or whatever today is, And when that's coming out, um, it will be releasing it on the newsletters, of course, and of course, we'll be releasing it on social media and in the show notes. So you really have to subscribe to be involved here. And then we can have really, really productive conversations. 
And that means you can basically get free advice from me on Instagram without, (laughs) because we'll be speaking the same level, right? Imagine if we could be peers in this exercise, Instagram, social media world. Imagine we could communicate back and forth about what's good for you, and I can reflect on the hundreds of thousands of people I've worked with and give you advice. That's what, that's the level. That's, that's what I'm trying to elevate you guys to so that not only are you having productive conversations with people like myself and my co-host Gigi and uh, PJ, but that you are also being your own fitness chief, the officer, You're making executive and strategic decisions. And once we are able to do that, then we're elevating the way that we use exercise. And in in my personal belief is that the way we exercise is a reflection of our self-worth and how we invest in ourselves. So intellectually and academically investing in your exercise is a reflection of your self-worth. And all you have to do is read and ask a couple questions. We're not asking a whole lot. Maybe in the future, there's going to be a podcast community membership. Then you can repay us. But until now, support us and support you at the same time by using this terminology And there's, you know, there's just so much good in that. I'm so excited. Obviously, I'm I'm stopping myself to like contain my excitement because honestly, there's just no use in not believing in yourself and not understanding science about how you move. You know, there's really some basic tangible stuff to get here and that when you know this stuff, you know how capable your body is. You have a new belief system and it's tangible. But the first thing is, man, did I just really avoid saying the F word there, is that you have to remove these fake headlines from out of the conversation. You have to stop asking what's the best exercise for this? What's the best exercise for my tummy? What's the best exercise after I eat 60, 16 cookies, what's the best exercise if, I don't know, nothing is the best, nothing is the greatest. What is best for you is not best for me and vice versa. But if we understand science and a little bit more about biology and physiology, we can do so much good together, guys. And I totally look forward to doing that with you. And before I sign off, I wanted to make sure that you go over and check out ladder.sport. Use our discount code BFIT10. And I will definitely let you know how all things are going. So you might want to check it out on Instagram as well, meaning me using the products at Jennifer Simone Schwartz. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at thinkfitbfitpodcast underscore podcast then we have fitness for consumption our new baby brother show even though they have doubled the amount of (laughs) uh you know um notor uh not notoriety (laughs) um 
They are more academically sound than I am. They are more eminent in their exercise science process than I am, but I'm going to call that the baby brother podcast. Fitness for consumption on Instagram. And of course, check us out on the web at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter and you will hear from me personally two times a month right in your inbox and you will have a direct way to contact me. Have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you on live on Instagram later this week with Melanie Webb. And of course, let us know what you're learning from this amazing podcast.